Welcome to podcast number 140 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We're in a series that I have been enjoyed so very much, the study time, the preparation time, the prayer time, just focusing to determine exactly what area we should cover and the topics we should get into. And today's topic is one I think that's going to be very special for people, especially those who are seeking the power gifts of the Spirit, are seeking a better understanding of how the gifts need to operate in our life. I've entitled today's podcast, What Are the Power Gifts of the Spirit? We're going to get into them in just a moment, and we'll try and comment about all nine of them today. We might be doing some additional teaching that in the future. So with that, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Father, I thank you once again for this great opportunity I have to bring a podcast to those who are listening in in many countries throughout the world. Thank you, Lord, for the connection we have with the internet. Wonderful blessing. I know it's used for good and it's also used for bad. Today, we're going to dedicate this internet podcast session, Father, to bring good and to bring health and to bring prosperity into your people. I ask the Holy Spirit now to take control, to take charge, and I submit and yield all that I've done to you. Thank you for this opportunity, and I believe that today people are going to be touched, they're going to be blessed, and that we'll all get a better understanding of the power gifts of the Spirit and see how they can operate in our life and in our church. We thank you for it now and give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get into podcast 140 entitled, What Are the Power Gifts of the Spirit? But before we look at the power gifts of the Spirit or any of the gifts of the Spirit, we must read and understand 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 12. Now in chapter 14 and verses 12, 13, Paul's talking about the gifts and he's trying to explain to us the gifts and he says something very, very significant in verse 12. Let me read it to you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. The part that I want you to focus on as we go through the power gifts of the Spirit today, it's important that we understand that the reason that God gives the gifts, that the Holy Spirit comes forward and He chooses to give people the gifts, is because He wants the church to be strengthened, not just a certain individual or not just one person who can be puffed up or think that they've got a greater spiritual insight, but the reason for the gifts is to bless the church. I'll get into that more in just a little bit. We're going to talk about the significance of all these power gifts, but there's got to be an understanding first that God intended these gifts to bless us, to bless individuals, to strengthen the church, to strengthen individuals, but collectively he sent them down to bless, as the Bible says, the whole church. So let's move on now. Here are a few points of direction when we seek the gifts. Spiritual gifts must comfort a believer. They must have a purpose to bless others. The gifts were not intended to correct or attack other Christians. They must not lift up the one with the gift. Never forget that the gifts exalt our God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Holy Spirit is speaking to the Apostle Paul and giving us instructions for the gifts. I know I've read it before, but I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in just the first couple of verses. Paul says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You see, he wants us to be aware of what's going on, and that's what's so important about the gifts of the Spirit. 
is that we understand how they operate and how we're to be used by the Holy Spirit to bless the church. This might be a good time to just kind of mention that everything that I'm reading in scriptures were obviously inspired by the Holy Spirit. So therefore, everything that's written, everything that's been placed in the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we need to take special attention to the words we read in the Word of God, and many times if we're listening to someone else teaching, if they're not teaching on the Holy Spirit based upon what Paul said, then I think you should run away from that person because Paul had all the correct answers. He laid the foundation for this, and he's telling us about the gifts. Paul is actually telling us that these gifts are a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. The gifts prepare us to be ready to challenge and defeat the actions of Satan. Let me give you an example of that found in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 and 19. In this passage of scripture found in Matthew 16, Peter is talking about his understanding of who, who Jesus is. Matter of fact, let me go back a couple verses. In verse 13, Jesus looks at Peter and says, who do people say that the Son of man is. And then Peter said, well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then in 15, Jesus says, basically to Peter, he says, but who do you say I am? Then Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Now listen to this. This is so powerful. Verse 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. That's, that's Peter, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You see, that's by the Spirit of God is what he's saying. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which by the way means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. See, Jesus is saying here, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, that Peter will now have power to build the church and that all the powers of hell will not conquer it. There's nothing that Satan can do to us against us when we walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit of the living God. The power gifts that I'm going to be talking about today are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 11. My intent is not to spend numerous podcasts on each individual gift of the gifts of the Spirit. Now in future podcasts I may go back and make additional comments on this particular power gift, but I think today I just want to study what the Apostle Paul wrote concerning the gifts and give you some guidelines and some directions. So let me give you my thoughts on the nine power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Please receive this as a basic teaching lesson. Some know about the gifts, others do not understand them at all, and many are learning about the gifts as we're teaching it today. The power gifts are listed many times as the groups of three, the utterance gifts, which are prophecy, diverse tongues, or interpretation of tongues. The second three would be the gifts that reveal something, revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal the word of wisdom, or the word of knowledge, or the discerning of spirits. Or the third section is gifts that do something. The power gifts that do something are the gifts of faith, gift of healing, and working of miracles. So let's get into them a little more specifically right now. First one we'll address is prophecy. You see, sometimes God wants to say something to his people, and he can do it through the gift of prophecy. Because prophecy is a supernatural word in a known tongue. It's something that the people understand when these words come forward. Prophecy is for exhortation, and it's also for comfort to the church. And we can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. 
So let me just read those verses to you. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Once again, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be speaking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it'll all be mysterious to others. But one who prophesies strengthens others encourages them and comforts them. Verse 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Verse 5, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying, so that the whole church will be strengthened. You know, it's so wonderful when Paul takes the time to explain in detail how things are supposed to happen in the church, how they're supposed to operate. And it's kind of sad when people in modern day churches will then try and say that this no longer takes place or that the gifts of the Spirit or the power gifts are no longer in operation. They were good at one time, but they're not for today. And that's sad because the Bible tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His Word is the same, and these gifts are still alive and well and taking place here on earth. Now let's Let's take a step to number two here, and that's speaking in tongues. It's one of the utterance gifts. Tongues are supernatural words in an unknown tongue, which simply means that the people that they're around cannot understand what the person is saying because it's a different language. It's a heavenly language, and that person, when speaking in tongues, is speaking directly to God. Tongues is speaking through a person in a, what sometimes we call a heavenly language. It has an interpretation that needs to come forward in order for other people to understand it. Now, a person's prayer in tongues doesn't need to be interpreted if they're praying on their own, if they're just praying in the Spirit, we call it, and they're seeking wisdom and guidance and direction from the Lord. There's many times during worship service when the worship leader is leading us into songs and I'm feeling the presence of the Lord and, you know, worshiping God. And in a very quiet voice, I might start praying in the Spirit. I'll be praying in tongues. Now it's quiet because that way it won't disturb people around me. I'm not screaming and shouting it because people would then not understand. Paul talks about that. He says, if people are screaming in unknown languages, how's that going to benefit the church? So I have my own prayer language, but if I have a message in tongues for the congregation, then there must be an interpretation to follow. And the Bible even says that if there's no interpretation to follow, then the person who spoke out in tongues should then be quiet and be still. So let's move on now to the third power gift, interpretation of tongues, found under the utterance gifts, if you will. Now, tongues and interpretation of tongues really relates to the gift of prophecy. When you think about it, prophecy is a known language that we're speaking and talking to people and they understand. So when tongues come forward with an interpretation, then it gives understanding to the congregation, to those who are in attendance, whether it be a small prayer group, a church service, whoever it might be, there must be an interpretation of tongues for there to be some kind of a word coming forward that the congregation understands and realizes that the Spirit of God is speaking to them. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, Paul wrote it here, he says, Greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. So just to wrap that, wrap that up, just simply when tongues come forward in a church service, there must be an interpretation.
And if there is none, then the person who's speaking in tongues then should remain silent. And I think that's sometimes misunderstood in the church, but that's what Paul said. So we should follow his teaching. Let's move on in the power gifts to the gift of faith. These are gifts that do something. Now the gift of faith, also known as sometimes called a special faith, and it's important that we all understand the difference between the faith that we have, which is basically receiving faith to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, our faith to pray for something, that that is not necessarily the gift of faith. Remember, gifts are as the Spirit wills, not as we will. So the gift of faith is God faith on a believer to receive a miracle. The gift of faith always has to do with miracle working of the Holy Spirit. The gift of faith is God's faith for a specific time or a moment, and the gift of faith can reoccur at any time and in any place. Let me talk briefly about the gift of healing, which is another one of the power gifts, gifts that actually that do something I'm saying. The gifts of healing are supernatural, and they're designed to minister healing to those that have a great need, whether it be physical or whether it be those that have emotional problems. But there's a spiritual healing, there's emotional healing, and there's physical healing. Now, some people are gifted for healing of certain types of illnesses. In my own case, I know when I first became a Christian, it seemed like anytime someone had a kidney problem, my spirit just became very bold and very strong because in my life, I have experienced numerous kidney problems. I've passed probably a couple hundred kidney stones in my life since I was 16. I've had surgeries, six or seven of them to remove stones. And then more recently, I lost my right kidney to cancer. And then basically, when it comes to kidneys, I really have a very close understanding of what it's like to go through those things. So because of that, I believe the Lord has gifted me with a special gifting of praying for people with kidney issues and bladder issues and those things that I've had personal experience with because my heart can go out to them. And so I've prayed for people with kidney problems and seen amazing healings, amazing, miraculous things taking place. I won't get into the long story I've given several times in these podcasts about the young man whose kidneys were failing and I prayed for him, didn't know it was a kidney problem, prayed for him in faith and God healed him. It was a gift of healing for this young man. So I thank God for that. Now, not all miracle healing is done, though, through the gifts of healing. The the Bible, just speaking the Word of God, will bring forth healing. Let me give you a couple examples of where we read the Word of God and we can see healing come forth. In the Old Testament, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, this is in the New Living Translation. Listen to these words and listen to what they, how they bring forth healing. It says here, My child, verse 20, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So I believe there's a great example of how the Word of God can speak forth healing and healing can come forth when the Word of God is lifted up and his word is claimed as one of our promises. And then again in James 5, let's look at this, James 5 verse 13 in the New Living Translations. This is about the power of prayer. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Verse 14, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. So once again, an example of healings can take place by reading the word of God, by bringing the elders of the church together and pray. And this is not necessarily the gift of healing because I believe that someone who's operating Operating in the gifts of healing. It's a gift where they can minister to healing of others one-on-one 
or even with a group, but more likely one-on-one with individuals and healing will come forth into the body of believers. Now let's move on to one of the other power gifts. That is the working of miracles. And you know, when I say these are the gifts that do something, all the gifts do something. I'm not saying that, but when I talk about the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of working of miracles, these actually have something, some action that takes place where you see something happen instantly in a person's faith or in their physical or emotional needs or working of miracles. I define a miracle as a supernatural move of God. Everyone can receive a miracle through prayer with faith in God's word. Now, the gift of working miracles actually performs a miracle. You see, the miraculous working of the Holy Spirit is a manifestation that can take place at any time and anywhere. I think of the time that I was visiting a member of our church at a hospital and he was going in for hip surgery and his entire hip was completely shot. It was completely gone. They said it had to be, the bone fragments had to be removed and a new hip had to be placed in him. So I went to pray for him and we just laid hands on him. I anointed him with oil and I prayed with him and his wife. And that was basically the only people in the room. And we prayed and sought God and I laid hands on him and prayed that God would bring forth a miracle in his body and recreate that hip. Now that just doesn't happen in a natural sense. It requires a miracle. I prayed for him. We believed, we trusted God, and then we closed the prayer, and they took him off to the to the surgery room, and I went back to the church. About a half hour later, I got a call from the people, and they said, Pastor, please come back to the hospital. We need you. And so I got in the car and drove right back to the hospital, and the man was sitting back in his bed in the room, and I said, what happened? They said, well, the doctor took him in, to do the surgery to remove the problem in his hip and replace his hip totally and completely. But he took an x-ray just before the surgery and unfortunately not before he had made an incision in the man's leg to see the bone and then he didn't see any problem. He thought there's something wrong here. So he did an x-ray and he found out that this man's hip had been totally, completely recreated in his body. It was restored just like it was brand new. And the doctor looked at me and he says, what did you do? And I said, I just prayed. I believed that God was going to do a miracle in his life. And the doctor looked at me and he said, well, I've never seen anything like this in my life. But I can tell you, this had to be a miracle because this man's hip was gone, was completely shot, and now is totally made whole. He said, I'm sorry that I had cut him open to start the surgery. But he said, I can tell you, the man is made perfectly whole. That is a miracle that God took place in that room. And I thank God to being a part of that. But I also think more than anything else that God's word was lifted up and that he was lifted up and that the doctor, he even took his chart and he wrote across the front of it in a great big word, he wrote miracle and had no understanding of it because a miracle is a supernatural move by God. So the working of miracles are still alive and well in those who believe today. Now let's move on to the third group of power gifts of the Spirit, and they're called the gifts of revelation, which means they reveal something. The first one we're going to talk about is the word of wisdom. Now, the gift of the word of wisdom is a supernatural gift that's available to believers, those who are followers of Jesus Christ. The word of wisdom is God's wisdom relating to upcoming events or past events or for information that only God has. We can have a word of wisdom for 
ourselves and for other people also. And, and God could give us a word of wisdom to help someone else, maybe in a particular need that they have, or maybe they need help to make a decision on something very important. And it can also be used to give a warning to people. You see, the apostle Paul received a word of wisdom in order to protect him from certain death. And I believe that that can happen to all of us. I believe that we can receive a word of wisdom for something that's about to happen terrible in our life. And God warns us to stay from it. And that's why many times we go to make a decision on something and we were confused and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. We want to be led of the Word of God and led by the Spirit of God. We want God's perfect will, but we want to get this house. And so everything that we try to do, we can't seem to get the house. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, not in an audible voice, but basically impresses us that we need to make a decision not to buy that house. And so we don't buy it. And then we find out later that maybe there was a major problem with that house, or maybe a flood came through and destroyed that neighborhood, or wherever it might be. God can give us a word of wisdom that's truly a divine word that can come only from Him. Let's move on to number two in the Revelation gifts. It's called the Word of Knowledge. Now, the gift of the Word of Knowledge is also a supernatural gift. You know, it's God's knowledge. Now, the Word of God tells us that God's thoughts are greater than ours. They're higher than ours. His wisdom is greater than ours, and that man's wisdom is is just nothing compared to God's wisdom. So, obviously, when God has wisdom, when God has knowledge, we want to get that from Him directly and, and not necessarily get help from other people unless that person is also also led by the Spirit of God, and they have the gift of the Word of Knowledge. It's something that'll help a person with past or present experiences. kind of reminds me of when Jesus had a word of knowledge that he knew that something was going to happen. For example, he looked at Peter and he said what? He said, you will deny me three times before the, the cock crows in the morning. And Peter said, oh, no, 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 that'll never happen, never happen. But Jesus had a word of knowledge. Jesus had a word of knowledge when he was then went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he knew what was going to come to take place. So those are things about we know what's going to happen, past and present, and it's given to a believer by divine gift of God through the Holy Spirit. And then the final power gift in the revelation gifts or what we call the gifts that reveal something is called the discerning of spirits. Now it's important I say something here. It's not discernment. Discerning of spirits is not discernment. A lot of people call it discernment. I remember one time when I was preaching on this topic to the church, I was the, it wasn't the pastor, but I was a teacher in a class, and I gave this talk on the gifts of the spirit and those types of things, and I talked to him about discerning of spirits, and this man came up to me afterward. He says, you know, I don't understand all these gifts and things and that discerning of spirits, but he says, I know one thing. I've got a lot of suspicions. Now, when he said that, what he was saying was he had discernment. It wasn't a gift of the Holy Spirit, but he just from his experiences in life and from the, the fact that he was an elderly guy, he knew a lot about a lot of different things. And he said, I've got a lot of suspicions. Well, that is not the discerning of the spirits. The discerning of the spirits is a gift to discern the spirits or actions of a person or something that is contrary to the spirit of God. It takes us into the spirit realm to, you can look at a person and see if that person necessarily, when you're talking to them, is receiving the Word of God that you're planting into them. I know there have been many times that I have tried to pray with people who had no faith, or maybe they just weren't believers, or maybe they were even worse than that. They were basically people who were had a satanic background, and they believed in devil worship, and they believed in those things and gave the devil credit and all glory, and they were really there in the meeting to cause us problems. And I remember walking up to people and seeing them and just knowing 
through the gift of discerning of spirits that this, this was not the right spirit in this place. And so we took the authority over them in the name of Jesus that were given, and we needed that manifestation of the gift of discerning of spirits to take over to protect the body of Christ, to protect me as an individual, and protect the body of Christ. So I know this has been kind of a quick review of what the power gifts are, and I, I know that I probably will be talking about them more in the future, but it's really important that we understand that these power gifts are available for us. And I'm going to get into a upcoming message on how to receive the miracle gifts of the Spirit. But until then, I'm just going to pray for you right now because I believe there's some of you out there who are desiring these gifts and you're not sure what to do. So I'm going to pray with you. And then in the following podcast, we're going to talk about how to receive the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. So with that, let me pray. Father, I know there's people out there right now who desire these gifts. And your word tells us that we should seek the gifts. But we should always remember, even though we seek the gifts, we remember that you are absolutely far and above the gifts and that you should be highly exalted and that we should always seek you first, Father, and your guidance and your will in our life. So I pray now for those people who are out there who would like to see these gifts take place, pray that an impartation of the gift of prophecy would go out, Lord, to people and they would start to operate in that gift. And the gift of diverse tongues or the prayer language or those who pray in tongues in communication with God, Lord, that that gift would be imparted today. Because I know I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue for many, many years. And it's very comforting and very strengthening to me. I've also know what it's like to have the gift of interpretation to pray for those those messages in tongues. So Father, I pray now that you would then touch those folks who are seeking, Lord, the gift of tongues and also the gift of interpretation of tongues, that it would go forth into their lives and they would receive it. For those, Lord, who'd love to receive, Lord, the gift of faith so that they can have a prayer time that would be powerful and help other people, I pray that you would, would send that gift to them now and fill them to overflowing, that they would understand how to operate in that gift and how to receive that gift. And I also pray, Lord, for those who desire the gift of healing, that they would receive that gift, that they would pray for the sick and they shall rise up. And they'll be like Peter when they walk by and even the shadow would fall upon people, Lord. As it says in the Word of God, as the apostle would walk by, the shadow would fall on a person and they'd be healed. And when Paul prayed, he took a cloth and he prayed over the cloth and gave the people that cloth and they took that cloth and laid it on people and people were healed. Now, we know that that cloth didn't have any power, but the Holy Spirit came through, Father, with the gift of healing, and the manifestation of healing took place in that person. And I also pray, Lord, for those who need the gift of miracles. They want to see that take place in their life, that that would come forth in their lives. And I believe for that, and I believe that even now, at this moment, people are receiving these gifts. I pray, Father, for the gift of wisdom, the word of wisdom that would be imparted to those, Father, who are seeking that gift. Also for the word of knowledge, Lord, that they would be able to be of help to the church and the discerning of spirit. So there'd be protection for the church and protection for believers. I believe, Lord, that even now at this moment, even if people are listening to this podcast weeks or months or years after it's gone forth, that they would receive these power gifts, Lord, and they would operate them according to what the Word of God says. I pray for those who are seeking additional guidance that they would tune into these other podcasts as we talk about how to receive the gifts, and they would also seek, Father, the teachings that I've put forth on all these various podcasts on healings and miracles, and I believe, Lord, that you're going to pour out your Spirit all over the world today, Lord. I believe it, and I thank you for that in advance, and I pray now a blessing would come down upon them, and they would be blessed and whatever they put their hand to. I thank you for that in advance, and thank you once again for the opportunity to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I'll give you all glory and praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Well, I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I know I've enjoyed it, and I think I kind of felt a little rushed through some of them, so I've taken some notes that in future podcasts we'll talk a little bit more about some of the more specific gifts. And if you'd like to get additional teaching on some of these gifts and on these various topics, there's some great teachers out there. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth has written many books on faith and on the gifts of the Spirit. That would be a great book to pick up as his book. There are others who've written some powerful messages. So I would ask you to go search it and, of course, more than anything else, get the Word of God out and read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 13 and 14 and all the teaching that the Apostle Paul has. Matter of fact, just spend days in that and read it and go over it and pray about it. And as they read the Word of God and Paul's teaching on these gifts, that they would understand what they are and they can have these gifts in their life. I just believe that's the greatest source that we have is the teaching of the Apostle Paul. I've read it for years. I've been a Christian most all my life since I was 25 years of age. And the first place I went was the teachings of the Apostle Paul. And here I am some 50 years later teaching this topic and using the same scriptures that I used back then when I was receiving an understanding of what the power gifts are all about. So I just pray for that now and pray blessing upon those who are seeking and I'll give you praise for it. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. You know it's so crucial for you to read the word of God first before you go out looking for other information, other teachings on various topics. I would encourage you to do that. In addition to that, if you'd like some additional information on some of the other teachings that I've had in these podcasts, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you go there, you'll find a list of books that I've written dealing with topics like faith. I wrote a book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based on the premise of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. I've written another book on generosity. It's entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me to Help Us Understand if we're generous with what we have, not just our finances, but our talents and our abilities, God will pour out a blessing upon us. I've written another book on how to get out of debt, experience the joy of debt-free living. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And and I've got a couple other books on Vietnam that might help veterans. So with that, there's a bunch of information there on my webpage. I hope that'll be of a blessing to you. Also on my webpage, you can click on to all the podcasts that I've done. And this is the 140th in about 14 months. So I know that God will bless you as he's blessed many people as they've listened, quite frankly, all over this world. I'm just amazed at the number of people and the number of countries that are listening in from week to week to hear these teachings. I thank God for it. I give him all praise and glory for it. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up because I believe God has completed this particular teaching today and we're going to move on to a new topic in number 141 and it's going to be entitled how to receive the power gifts of the spirit so with that i thank you for listening in today now may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you may he be gracious to you and give you peace may you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers so until next time may god richly bless you and may you receive the fullness of the gifts of the spirit i pray in jesus name amen